0: everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And in the world of news and paranormal news, Wednesday is Netflix's second most watched show of all time. I spoke last week about Wednesday and the new show on Netflix that was creating a nice buzz in the social media service and the social service of Netflix, and Wednesday has surpassed all of the shows that have gone on netflix thus far i think it is second to stranger things i think that is still the most popular show it beat jeffrey Dunham, the show wednesday so she has jenny ortega has really reached out and grabbed the hearts of all fans that are fans of the adams family i did end up watching all eight episodes it was a fantastic show they really put a twist on the adams family and made it more watchable It was very, very good. So, I actually 100% understand how Wednesday has done so well. Um, There was a Scream 6 trailer that had aired this week. And if you are a fan of Indiana Jones, we are hearing more news about that. That the movie is going to have possibly cameos of other individuals that were in other movies. Possibly even a CGI of Sean Connery because there is a lot of rumors that he will be going back in time or have flashbacks of earlier adventures and I said last week that they are using a new technology that de-ages Harrison Ford to make him appear a lot younger. Now, to get into today's episode and I know my music is still playing in the background, so I wanted to do a little something different and start a little early, but If you are listening to the Say What Again Billy podcast, you know that we are on, or I should say my podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. And what I usually say every week is that you can follow me on my Instagram feed at SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast on Instagram. And many people that have a podcast, or a business, use the social media outlets like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit, YouTube, and many other platforms that are out there to get their career or business or entertainment, such as this podcast, out there to everybody. Social media has become quite the game changer in modern life people use social media every single day and what I feel and what I see is social media has grasped everybody in some way shape or form where you see the older crowd that were born in the 50s and 60s even the 70s and 80s using a social media outlet in some way shape or form. Whether it be Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter, ran by Elon Musk now, everybody is using social media. And I remember the days where social media had just started. I was one of those few people that was able to grow up in what I like to call the right time. I was able to catch essence of normal life, what I like to call normal. This is just me speaking. You don't have to go and acknowledge what I'm saying as factual, but I like to say that the time that I grew up was the perfect time to grow up and be alive and age into what we are now living in. I was a 1986 baby, born in 1986. My birthday just passed. December 6, 1986, 36 years old. As I was growing up, I grew up in the age of people able to smoke in a diner, able to smoke in airplanes. Caldors were still around, wall bounds and places like that. And it was a time where cell phones and beepers even weren't even a dwindle or thought in anyone's mind. I played outside and stayed in front of my building because I grew up living in a building and had friends and we went out to parks or went up to the blocks, play at a local friend's house that had a big yard and things were great. Through the years, things started to change. Technology and the advancement of technology began with beepers and car phones. And if you're old enough or at my age to remember the first cell phone, it was almost like holding a VCR in your hand. There was an antenna you had to pull up, another piece you folded down, you would dial, and it would work through legit satellite. And making phone calls would cost... I remember it being quite a bit of money. So cell phones eventually grew into using beepers where you were paged and you used pay phones, which there are people, or young adults now, that don't know what a pay phone is. I think within the last year... Manhattan took out the last working payphone. So beepers became a thing. And then we saw the evolution of cell phones, where I remember there being Nextels, which was the walkie-talkie, and then eventually the sidekicks, and cell phones became a thing. Text messaging was like 20 cents a text or something to that extent. And throughout those years where we've seen these technological advances in communication we began to see the internet become a thing and through the internet with the, with the first few apple computers coming up apple 1 and apple 2 we were able to go online using dial up plugging your phone cable into the modem and you'd hear that sound that's iconic if you are a 80s baby like i am you'll hear that weird sound followed by like almost like a telephone sound and you would connect to what I had at the time was AOL. And you would hear, welcome, you got mail. Or you wouldn't hear, you got mail. And that's where I remember the Internet. And then, through time, social media became more more of a thing. Where we remember, well I remember, the first social media outlet was Myspace. But it actually really wasn't myspace that was the first social media outlet see now as humans our main goal or the main thing that we do every single day is communicate even if you're anti-social you have some to pretty much communicate with people whether it's at work or if you go to the store communication is key and through the technological advances via cell phones, from cell phones being the size of a brick or a VCR, to beepers, to sidekicks, to Nextel cell phones, to what we have today, which is astounding. We need to communicate. And through the technical advances, social media became a thing through computers. Excuse the sirens in the background. I'm recording in a different location today. So, when we had these these, these computers... And we started seeing being able to go online to the thing called the Internet, which became more popular in the mid-90s up to the late 90s and became more available for people. Social media became a thing. Pages designated for communicating with people via a web page. Now, I was going to say that MySpace was the first social media that I remember, but it was actually a site called Six Degrees, which I never heard of six degrees actually saw 100 million members and it launched early in 1997 only it only stayed around for a few years the users and members of that site once you said it was almost like a Facebook a very early Facebook users were able to send messages put of course the iconic profile pictures and create um, add friends and make friends through social groups bulletin boards and the connections were messaging and things of that nature. Like I said, a very early stage, almost like a Facebook. It was actually sold for, I believe, $120 million in 2000. And that's the basic first real social media page. Now... We go to the 2000s, right? Now, at this point in the 2000s, I remember having, in 2001, getting my actual first cell phone. It was my Nextel phone. It was very popular, very big. People either had a Nextel or a Sidekick. Going into 2000, we were all crazy about Y2K. When it hit 2000, Y2K actually didn't do anything didn't destroy, computers didn't shut down, everyone was panicking. My mom was like, don't go on the internet this week, especially for the New Year's. You hear about this all this Y2K stuff. It was a big thing. Nothing ever happened. But during Y2K, or the year 2000, Lunar Storm was a thing. It was, a, it was launched in 2000. It was the first social media platform to be considered commercial advertising. The strategy would become increasingly important as the decade progressed. And it was basically keeps the most of the big social platforms running today. So LunarStorm is pretty much the anchor of what we have today. By 2007, LunarStorm had grown to an impressive 1.2 million members developed in the country of Sweden, aimed for the age group of teenagers. 70% of the users were between the ages of 12 and 17. And that site officially closed in 2010. LunarStorm was what people say the anchor of what we have today. Now we're gonna fast forward to what came right before MySpace, which to me was one of the first social medias. I didn't know about Six Degrees and Lunar Storm. LinkedIn actually got out before MySpace or around the same time. LinkedIn was the first platform where people were able to do real business. It actually started in 2003 and used mainstream networks for business but operates much like a social media network. Users were able to find profiles, send messages and engage and post into groups and on people's profiles walls and write and publish articles. LinkedIn is the most social network but makes people millions in business and if you use LinkedIn now you're able to put your resume and what you currently do and potentially find new endeavors in business or your career myspace the godfather of social media the granddaddy of Instagram Facebook and all other things that we have today in my opinion was what started the social media spike MySpace played an integral role in how we view social media. It was launched in 2003, and in three years it became the most famous social media platform in the entire world. It also allowed messaging and customization to your profile. Now, the one thing I remember about MySpace is putting your picture and having your top six friends, which, as we all know, if you grew up in the same era that I grew up in, you were able to add music and expand your top six friends to top 10 to eventually top 12. Now, I remember meeting a couple of ex-girlfriends through there. I remember viewing a lot of people's profile and seeing their lifestyles. They'd post pictures of going to the beach and certain things. And that is when I started seeing that... Going on the internet, taking selfies became a thing through MySpace. It was almost like an adventure to see what people were doing. You were able to basically see other people's lives via social media through a page called MySpace. I remember talking to people in other states when I'm, you know, at that age. I was early teenage, 2003. I was, you know, I believe a sophomore in high school, you know, venturing out to meet people, meet girlfriends, things like that, talk to people in Texas, talk to people in Florida and eventually, you know, other interests, love interests back then. MySpace was where you can create a story and put it out there and also something that we see commonly now, portray yourself as someone you potentially were, weren't. Uh, a popular thing, um, a term that's used predominantly in the dating world, catfish, came about when social media through MySpace, and it started through MySpace, and don't quote me on it, this is also my opinion. Dating was a thing that you could do through social media via MySpace. Meeting someone, messaging them, and saying, hey, you know, let's meet up. And what would happen is people would not actually be able to, you know, meet up because excuses happened. So you'd message someone, and I want to meet up, and no, I can't, Uh, something came up, my dog died, or whatever. And eventually, when the game portrayed and played out for weeks and months, with certain people was even longer, when they finally met, the person they thought they were talking to wasn't wasn't necessarily that person the pictures were all taken from other websites or other people's profiles and the term catfish came about so that's a term that basically was born from social media catfish and it happened because of social media from spawning from MySpace going into pages like Instagram and Facebook that we have today tv shows came about that used that term, that documented real cases, and even a movie um, from social media. Facebook today, that we know, is one of the major social media outlets. It began in 2004. I remember creating my first Facebook page. And it took up into 2008 where it actually gained more popularity and was used for schools and families, YouTube came about in 2005, and we all know what happened with YouTube. It is one of the most major outlets people use today. Streamers, gamers, um, people in the paranormal world have legit YouTube channels where they post videos and even pictures and shorts now. And YouTube was launched in 2005, and to this day, many, many people use it. In 2006, Twitter came about which was we all knew as the little blue bird, a little white bird, and had 300 million active users. And now we know the popularity and the whole dilemma of everything now today. Instagram was a platform that was just made for taking pictures and posting. I remember getting Instagram when it first came about and just posting pictures. You didn't have all the options or anything that you can do now back then when 2010 when it came about. And now the popularity of Instagram, Um, Facebook bought Instagram and it's all intertwined, but Instagram was made just for pictures. It was a very common concept and now all of a sudden today, Instagram intertwined with Facebook is one of the biggest social media outlets. And I could easily say that Facebook kind of lost popularity and Instagram is one of the main social media outlets where we have celebrities that we call celebrities that are social media famous from Instagram people having over 40,000 um followers on Instagram posting things like food and makeup tips and things like that you go on Instagram and you actually see the check mark makes them official if you're a celebrity of some sort fitness world uses Instagram um a whole bunch of things. Instagram became very popular. Started in 2010 and now it's what we, you know, see today. And the reason I'm going through all these mean things and a little brief history is because all these these sites play a big factor in what I'm going to touch on. Pinterest came out. It was mainly for hobbies and things like that. It came out shortly after YouTube, 2010. Google Plus came out in 2011. Snapchat came out in 2011. Snapchat was very unique. You could send pictures and stories to people, and the messages would delete. And eventually, you cannot go back into the messages, which was something that... People liked, you know, people could send messages to one another. Um, if you were talking to an individual that you didn't know really too much about and you didn't want them to have your information long term or save pictures or whatever, Snapchat would notify you if a, sna- if a screenshot was taken. Um, so people ended up liking Snapchat, Snapchat. It's pretty popular still today, but not as popular. Now, the reason I'm talking about all these social media pages is through the progression of social media... We have seen people almost dependent on it, and I'm no not innocent. I've been suckered into social media. I was big in social media before 2016. 2016 came with the elections and everything like that. I was glued to the phone. I was glued to social media when I was single, you know and the taking the picture of yourself that became noted, uh, defined as selfies, was something that I did a lot of because when I grew up and moved out on my own, I was single and it was something that I saw other people doing. So it's like almost as if you saw other people doing certain things on social media and you would go to their likes and you would see the list of people. Now, as a single guy back then, I would see other single guys doing things, taking pictures, posting their workouts, which was something that I did back then, and you basically get suckered into following what that individual was doing and doing the same thing, creating almost like a brainwash effect because of using the base of social media social media made the selfie famous and made people being glued to their phones to see other people's lives a common thing you look up today while you're driving or even watch people while they're driving and the one thing they're doing is on their phone social media created like almost like a zombieism Now, I was, like I said, guilty of doing the same thing. I would go on social media when I was single, take pictures, take pictures of workouts, post certain things. I ended up posting workouts on YouTube, random things on there, doing what everyone was doing, being a follower and not a leader. And today we see social media people still doing certain things. Now, I've toned down a lot since years ago. I have uh, a personal page that I use on social media, which is on Instagram. I have a revamped Facebook page, deleted Facebook a while ago, reopened it for uh, games to use that, and eventually I just have friends and coworkers on there and barely post, or do anything on there. Uh, Facebook for me is more for the family side, and Instagram is more for my personal use and just you know scrolling through Instagram. But what we've seen become of social media is that the powers that be that run it know what they're doing. They can feed information to social media where people will get it and sucker them in. People listen. People are so in tune with social media that if certain news wants to be put out and people and the news, the powers that be, the want the news to be acknowledged, they go to social media. Now, we don't have to rehash or re-talk about what happened in the past few weeks. What Elon Musk releasing files that were Jack Jack Dorsey, former Twitter um, owner, had people hide certain things that were actual factual um, when these things came about in 2020 they were hidden. And social media, which is an example, put out that these things were fake. And the people that sided with it being fake, you know, because it's basically very political, when social media said this story, particular story was fake, social media put out that it was in fact fake and it was just fabricated and it was just one side trying to reach to make a certain person look good. Now we find out that now at what a new owner acquiring Twitter, Elon Musk from Jack Dorsey, we find that that was not true. The information was in fact true and was being hidden. Social media can be used to make people believe what is on their phone via the social media outlet they are using. So it could be used... All these years later, totally tweaked and manipulated from what it was originally intended to do. Link people together, be used for businesses and photos to actually manipulate people. We see what it has done in the last five years between major events that have happened from COVID to political to human rights. And it actually stirs the pot very well and it's not just because it's being posted on there it's it's literally done that way on purpose and I firmly believe that social media has become an outlet by the bigger powers to divide and conquer and when I say divide divide us the people eventually letting them sneak in to conquer in the 2016 years it was politically dividing people where now to this day we see legitimately two sides. We talk about left and right more than ever and social media was a big factor via Facebook and Instagram in doing that. Everything I scrolled when I was using Instagram in 2016 was something political even though I didn't follow political pages. It was purposely put out there because I commented on certain pages or read certain pages for information and because I was looking at that social media outlet at that particular news page the algorithm registered with them so that it would send me or I would open up Instagram or whatever I was using the algorithm would sense that I was looking at something news and send me to a page I didn't follow so as I'm scrolling I would see something else they use algorithms based on what you search, who you follow, and based on that algorithm are able to make you read and follow things that you would not normally do. But because you actually did it once, you are now, you know, going to see that more often. So in 2016, with the election, that's something that you saw. And two sides were separated and social media definitely divided two sides from left to right in that time. When we got into 2020, with the whole COVID pandemic thing, same thing happened. Now, it wasn't left versus right. It was anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers versus whatever. Now, you can choose whatever side you want to be on. The information is leaking out. Back then, there was a certain information that was going one way, and now we're starting to see a diversity of information coming out where one group of people that was considered a certain conspiracy theorist quote unquote, are actually now more on the right with more information coming out now and a lot of information was hidden. YouTube would ban pages of actual doctors giving their scientific information that did not match narrative that was being portrayed on social media platforms. YouTube they had a certain channel that my wife would watch. It was a very scientific page for quite some time, releasing information when COVID first came out every single day, every single week. Until six months down the line, they aired a video that did not Go along the lines of what the CDC and WHO was saying, and that video, after years of being a popular scientific page, was red flagged, and that video was taken off YouTube. A social media platform not allowing something that wanted to be what which was not following the narrative, that social media platform took that popular page first video that got red flagged out. Social media was able to use their powers to keep people seeing what they, the big powers in social media, wanted to see. When the whole George Floyd incident happened, social media was able to put whatever they wanted out, and it enraged people, not just one group of people or one ethnicity. Everyone was enraged by something that was being put out there. It almost caused civil wars, race wars, and other things, wars between cops, wars between black and white, Asian. It was all pushed out via social media. COVID, 2016 elections, all the way up into the most recent elections. And now, with a certain individual buying a major social media outlet... And releasing things that the former owner and employees had other outlets of social media and news are trying to say that's fake even though it's being uncovered from that social media platform where I go on Twitter and Instagram and read comments from different social media outlets and you still see social media pushing out certain things Social media nowadays is a a tool for control. Like I said, you could be driving and legitimately see people on their phones while driving. Checking to see who liked what. How much attention. It releases a crazy dopamine hit. You get intrigued by who's liking your photos. Well, This person never liked my photos. I wonder what I did differently. And then you go to try to repeat. I was a slave to this not too long ago. Yes, I post a selfie here and there. Yes, I have a podcast. Yes, I have a, I have a separate page for my podcast. But it's not like it used to be. And I've caught on to what's going on. I actually don't post anything family-oriented around the social media page on Instagram. I keep it strictly Facebook and keep everything private on there. I monitor who's on that page and so on and so forth. Instagram... I have a page just for me and none of my family stuff is on there for reasons that I feel Instagram is a little more untrustworthy than Facebook for certain reasons. And Facebook, I don't divulge lots of information as well. Social media has been weaponized to put out news, whether it be real or false news, fact or fiction, it's been weaponized... To make us be divided. TikTok came out and there are people that believe TikTok is a Chinese social media weapon to steal information. And now we see people doing certain things on TikTok. TikTok challenges. Some things are clever and some things are stupid. But the outlet of TikTok, another social media outlet that became popular in the last few years, making people do crazy things. A device, an app from your phone, downloaded, can make you do crazy things. From lighting your hand on fire, to swallowing cinnamon, to eating Tide Pods, social media has and grew the power to make you do things you never thought you would be doing growing up in the early 90s to currently 20, almost 2023. Social media is an outlet by the powers that be that people think are fake, well, some people think that... The new world order is not real and there aren't bigger powers at hand. Social media has become weaponized to literally control people. Citizens app during COVID would go off every day. Wear your mask. Don't go to this area. This COVID, this area is higher COVID risk. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you look at your phone and you panic. You would be able to receive information through an app to your phone to tell you what to do and what not to do. And people obliged. Mainly, most people got their information of COVID from their phones. And, of course, their news, TV, for the TV through the news because of them being home. But people were glued to their phones. And glued to their phones to this day. Think about how much news you get today. Weather. And sports. And political news. And news around the world. Movies. TV. Not from the news, but social media. Facebook, Twitter, it literally controls people. It is a weapon that has been created, timely, precisely amplified year by year to make people do things, and it does work. Kids doing crazy things, growing up, these TikTok challenges, Ice Bucket Challenge, all these things. Granted, the Ice Bucket Challenge is for a good cause, but you see all this trending, and it's portrayed and videoed in viewed on Instagram, Facebook, and other sites. Certain things were good, and certain things weren't. But social media has basically become weaponized. And even though I love people to come follow my page on SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again, Billy podcast on Instagram, and listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other outlets where you can get podcasts, I ask people to tread carefully. Because even though this may sound as a history lesson short and sweet of social media and a crazy conspiracy, if you really think of how far social media has come and what has become, it's quite concerning. This has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to talk about social media via their app, anchor by Spotify. And if you haven't heard about anchor by Spotify, it is the app that is entirely free that lets you get your podcasting idea out there, giving you all the tools you need 100% free. So if you want to podcast and you want to get your idea out there, download the anchor app by Spotify. If you want to follow me on Instagram, of course, on social media, SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the say what again, Billy podcast. And next week, Two-year anniversary of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I started December 19th or, tw- uh, or December 20th of 2019 or 2020. Um, right before things got crazy. And it's been a crazy ride. So we're going to do some Christmas stuff next week. And we're going to do an anniversary celebration. So I hope you guys all come back and enjoy. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.